0: Lord, Who back when? Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to episode B036 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Oh Doc Path. Thank you
1: very
2: oh, much. Oh, okay, <laughs>
1: excellent.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Just want to make sure we get kept on into the next era. <laughs> I am Punkin. With me in the studio today are to my left Marie. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> and uh, to your diagonally to oh, whatever uh, right across from me Drew. Hello. 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 And today we are, as you probably already know, having downloaded this episode, we're going to do our tenant retrospective, as we as we want to do when we have rounded off a doctor's episodes or serials. We sit down and we discuss what were uh, what were the highs, what were the lows. Were our favourite moments, our least favourite moments? Uh, did we like his outfits? Yada yada, all those things. So For that's an what hour
3: we... or more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's what we're going to do today. Shall we start off with something super fundamental? Are you are you happy to have concluded the Tenant era, or would you rather have postponed this retrospective? Would you rather have had more of Tenant?
2: I think I think I was happy with the Tenant era's closure because, well, we talked about this on previous episodes. It just seemed like it was dragging on. too long with the like all the specials towards the end so yeah that's true yeah
1: yeah
3: we were definitely primed for it i found it difficult because with eccleston he started up the new series began eccleston was the star brave new future and then is he gone already Mm. and then with tenant is it the exact opposite why won't he leave
0: (laughs) 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 yeah Wait, hang on, do we even know how many episodes did he do? Forty
3: six. But we split the last one into two but that was forty six. Are so you are you
0: counting two parts as one? Is that what you're doing? I think so. So forty six,
3: give or take. We started with <laughs> he's he started in N zero fourteen, the Christmas invasion. Yes.
0: And he ended on 60. 60. So that's forty seven. Yeah.
3: I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I i don't think we merged any doubles. 47! 47, 47 episodes as the Doctor. But 46 serials, but yes, yes. Okay, fine. Wait, yeah. that's not true either.
3: Yes, yeah, The End of Time, Pass 1 and 2. Uh, what series. about
0: Family of Blood and Human Nature and uh, whatever? They have different titles. Oh. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> as we are on that topic, shall we start with some of the episodes? Uh, what sort of stands out In your, your mind as the uh, what, what are the best ones What are the what are the favourite ones The greatest tenant accomplishments Marie you're set Sort of diagonally
3: from me What do you think Oh I'm
2: going with Girl in the fireplace Oh okay Alright yeah. yeah I'm going with Oh I forgot what it's called Is it the Is it the family of blood Family of blood Human one... nature and family of blood It's the first The first one is it Human nature Yeah
0: Human nature is number one
2: I also don't know Maybe it's I don't really know Which bit it's in But the kind of Just the story Storyline of like John Smith and Jessica Hines. I feel like
0: that's the first one. That's human nature. Mainly in the first one, because in *Family of Blood*, he's already. It's more of a chase sequence, yeah, an episode-long chase sequence. Okay,
3: he does all the hard wooing in the first part.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) so that's Uh, got the cricket scene and everything. And Mm. then, (laughs) and then the last one is the silence in the library. Oh, is it silence in the library? Silence in the library and *Forest of the
0: Dead*. No, wait, *Forest of the Dead*. No. Sign so is the library's first. Bingo bongo. Well so done.
2: again, I don't know which one I'm talking about. I think probably the second one, actually, because it's the one where he kind of is realizing who River is and like their relationship. And oh, so, and oh was, yeah, like, oh, that's Forest. That. Yeah. yeah. So as I was thinking about it, they might not be the most well-crafted episodes of everything. You probably can pull holes in. And them, but i think as we're talking about a tenant retrospective yeah rather than like i love blink blink's one of my favorite episodes and i would rate that so high but he's not in it basically oh you
3: stole my bit! yes <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and these three i think show like him in a relationship with someone who he treat like as an equal Rather than, like, him with all his companions, they're always kind of, I don't know, there's a weird dynamic because he's, like, in control and they're always kind of tootling along behind him going, what do we do now, Doctor? And, like, Madame de Pompadour, he talks about her with such reverence and he respects her so much and he, like, wants to show her the stars and it's so heartbreaking when it falls through. And then the same with John Smith, it's, well, it's the opposite, really. You're seeing, like, him, he has to turn away this relationship and this life that he could never have as a doctor, and that's, like, equally heartbreaking. And then River is just, like, the amount of emotion that they packed into this one episode with this one character, which at that point we didn't know if she was coming back. We didn't know the whole story, but all like, all three episodes broke my heart a little bit in different ways, and that's why like they're the ones that stick out in my mind.
0: That's interesting because th- that is one of the themes of Tenants, mm. right? So the the whole denying a relationship of some sort. It could be a friendship, it could be a romantic relationship, it could be whatever. I mean, he's denied that with Rose, he's denied that with Donna as well, and then he's also denied that even in the one offs, like with Kylie, he's denied that there. Yeah. as well this is just a tenant thing. that's an interesting list. there's Thanks. only a teeny tiny bit of overlap with with mine. Do you know what else is interesting about that list? No, none of those episodes, not even blink
3: that you've mentioned were written by RTD.
2: really oh wow
3: yeah wow two of them well, three of them were written by Moffat mm. and the fourth one, human nature that was written
0: by but, oh, what was, oh what was his name Oh what was his name? We've talked about
3: this guy before. It's not. Who is it? Shall I look it up? Look it up.
0: Oh, Oh, do you mean Paul Cornell? Yes, I did. (laughs) But my brain was defective and didn't provide
3: me with the information. So, yeah, you're saying that you liked the bits that were... Redolent of the Overarching themes Of Tennant, But were actually A break from From RTD Well and from Him pummeling us Over the head With those themes Every week Well (laughs) (laughs) You you liked what he was doing But with different characters I think so (laughs) And we should also Mention Podcast Land That there will be At least a partial RTD sort of Send off In this retrospective As well
0: Yeah that's true After this He uh, hands the torch Over to uh, Mr. Moffat
2: Which Marie Apparently can't wait for Yeah I know yeah I remember this point being so excited that Moffat was taken over because I think a lot of the best episodes of Tenants Era were Moffat episodes. Hmm. Well,
3: as you've made very clear.
0: So was there any overlap with your list, Drew?
2: Well,
3: I was going
0: to say the exact same thing about Malia. Okay. I was... Going... So Blink is not on your on on your list either For the same reason
3: Yeah <laughs> oh,
0: Blink's on my list Spoilers
3: <laughs> Alright um, Alright that's
0: good Yeah it is good Thank you very much <laughs> It's a great episode Do You know
3: what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give one to RTD I'm gonna pick Midnight <sighs> Because that's great Although there should have been More Don and Abel <laughs> And <laughs>
0: No, it was, it was just the right amount.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if anything, a little
0: too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Did on. we have to see her getting a tan underneath whatever it was? No, <laughs> we really didn't. It did not benefit the episode. But do carry on.
3: Yes, yes. I didn't like <laughs> The Girl in the Fireplace quite as much. And actually, I'm going to pick up on a point you said, because a lot of Madame du Pompadour's vaunted intelligence, blah, 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 etc., was just <laughs> expressed through Tenant's dialogue. He didn't shut up that whole episode. We got maybe a scene and a half where Madame de Pompadour could be above average intelligence. And otherwise, it was all reportage.
0: Mm. Whereas, you saw this quite recently, right? I saw
3: it yesterday. Today. Nice one. Which is why I'm so annoyed Nick isn't here. <laughs> so that we can't just spark off about this for half an hour. But, in human nature, I think Jessica Hines Moffat did a much better job with her. And she actually got to have a fully rounded character and they're actually there's actually dialogue there mm. Rather than the Doctor fanning about from window to window Going Oh she's so great in this window And she's great over there And all that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> And she's so intelligent And she's such a gardener And then they're just talking about The King And in in going Oh well I hope she dies So I get to bonk him And it's like oh, This isn't Sparkling repartee <laughs> But anyway, I'm getting way off topic.
0: <laughs> so is the... Uh, I don't remember her portrayal that well, to be honest with you. I remember their rapport, and I remember the way that, that tenant views her. But is it having this episode so fresh in your mind? Would mm. you then say that it's basically just, it's just superficial? He sees her through the flames and just goes, she's gorgeous. I'm now suddenly head over heels in love. Because that's basically what I remember. I remember him falling in love with this character. Mm. Oh my, how you've grown yeah. wink <laughs> a wink uh, slash weird <laughs> she was a child a second ago dude just leave it alone <laughs> but yeah is is that just superficial then i think it'd be reactionary to all your great reviews
3: at the time and marie's now to be like yes it was completely wafer thin but i it's not as good as the jessica hines one for me yeah okay no but, fair
0: enough it, not, not for me even from you know the vague recollection that i have
3: yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with rtd again for my other one and just go Runaway Bride. Ooh, I love Donna oh, I loved Don and Nova. what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? It was fun. Oh. And what did the Doctor say in his year-long trip? What is his intention? What is his purpose? Fun. It was fun. RTD and Tenant gave us fun. Never more so than in the Runaway Bride.
0: The Gusty I'm okay with that. Here are only here three episodes in no particular order. Blink, despite the, the lack of Doctor because I think it's fine. It's part of the, the, the Tenant era and it is an incredibly well-crafted Episode. we listened to our review of it. We had nothing but praise for that.
3: Apart from JD, who put it in proper Doctor Who context and gave it a four. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number two, Midnight's. Which is super Tenant heavy It's a bottle episode It's like reservoir dogs in space With tenants and an invisible alien And there's so much paranoia And it's so good And Tenant really shines in that one He shows such range Much broader range than he does normally as the Doctor Otherwise we, like 99% of the time We just get emo Tenants. <laughs> in that one he's, you know, he's Yeah, he's a little bit emo He's a little bit afraid He's adventurous He's quirky He's fun uh, And he's angry and uh, no he's fantastic I really mm. love that do one do you know what I'm
3: going to just jump in here because fans it.
0: will be screaming at their own ears and we can't allow that statement of no no that's not good for your health
3: In because I've watched the first half of series 2 so I can do a complete tenant retrospective here okay he's he's not moody in that at all it's only after Rose leaves and we'll, we may come back to this but oh that's it was, interesting it was a real contrast and I get why your lasting impression having done the, the specials and Rose comes and she goes and he's constantly grim about it And that's the last two-thirds of his run But the first third of his run, he was a completely different guy And he was full of wonder and enjoyment and excitement
0: Because he's with Rose Yeah, okay.
3: It's it's been really fun to watch those, actually
0: mm. Okay, well, I'm going to rate him based on the majority of his performances And say two-thirds, if two-thirds equals emo Then, yeah, he's, you know, predominantly an emo doctor
2: Okay But yeah, yeah, okay But do you think that... They did, like, they wrote him into a corner, like, they made his relationship with Rose so big that then nothing could touch it, and they basically had to, like, they exploded everything the way they did so they could have a fresh start with Matt Smith and they could make him happy again because no one was ever... As soon as you made him happy with another companion, then that was going to be replacing Rose or... I don't know.
3: Yeah, I, I I think that's part of it, and I think also with RTD, and you can probably see it in Moffat as well... They come into the job all all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and full of enthusiasm, and then they have to make everything bigger than the series before and bigger and darker and more profound and weightier. And after a while, you just
0: end up with weary, unhappy doctors. Mm. But, but bigger and better doesn't have to be... Darker and moodier Or broodier it, it, Yeah, they probably did paint themselves into a corner But they it wasn't a corner Out of which they couldn't paint their way yeah. again you know? yeah. There are plenty of TV shows I'm sure, where for the longest time There was a romance And then that was switched around to a different romance mm-hmm. With, you know, 50% of the participants Still being the same And it works Actually off the top of my head I can only think of sitcoms But like I mean this is done A lot yeah. You know Think of Friends Think of How I Met Your Mother Think of like Anything like that Where you You have a character That you get to know over. A, I know it's a terrible comparison But like I mean you, you have a character That you Over a long period of time You get to know And relate to And then all of a sudden That character is abandoned By the show But then Because that dynamic Is part of what As in Let's say a romantic dynamic Is part of what the show's Success rides on The showrunners Or the producers The powers that be They just go Right well let's shove it Another romantic interest In there Buffy Take Buffy Mm. Right Where it it works Super duper well There's a tiny transition period Where the audience Obviously rejects The new partner But then it's fine And in this case They they could have done The same thing If the BBC thought Oh shit We had to build up The romance with Rose To the point where It was insurmountable And then we get rid of Rose Now we can never Have romance again But we constantly Have to refer back to Rose I think that's a mistake Mm. I think it's super easy To either just have time. Tabla Rasa, where you don't need romance at all, or Tabla Rasa, and you have a different romance.
2: Well, I think that's where they fell short, because I think, I don't know if the romance was that well received. I don't. I, Wasn't it, though? I don't know. I remember kind of... Do you think all the
0: Tenant fangirls in particular really, really loved that storyline?
2: I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yes with Rose, but then I remember, like, when Martha came along and everyone was like, oh my god, he can't fall in love with his companion again. And they had, like her fall in love with him and then when donna came along it was like okay finally some a relationship where it's not gonna be like a romance we're done with the romance thing Let's finally something on.
3: different someone
2: funny who but, the who can <laughs> learn to love life again with but um oh. they don't let it drop they this is the thing that bugs me so much about donna is they make reference to it constantly about how not attracted to each other we are and how we're never going to be a couple yeah we're not married whatever and it bothers me so much that they can't just let it lie like they should have just moved on and just not had a romance but they just constantly keep coming back and every like female companion that you know in the specials there's always a little bit of flirtation a little bit of chemistry and there's a little bit of like oh what if yeah Um, and then it never goes anywhere and they just can't leave it alone they can't write a doctor without a romantic companion yeah
0: And and it's completely unnecessary Yeah,
2: exactly That really bothers me Hmm. Hmm.
0: Well, sorry Just to round off this thing While I'm still holding My phone in my hand The third item on my list Was silence in the library Ah. Uh, So there's a little bit Of overlap there And yeah There you have another Allusion to a romance That works super duper well Mm. A romance that is Not only off screen It is off plot You know why not do that? Yeah. Isn't that even better than finding someone, like, a, you know, a tangible character to replace Rose with? Yeah. Why not just go, there is an even more epic romance. You're just not going to see it. Yeah. It's somewhere. It, either it hasn't happened yet, or it has already happened. Either way, it's not happening right now.
3: And you won't have to see every significant minute of it, necessarily. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And agonize over it. Ugh.
3: And it, mm. and it not being in order helps as well, both to freshen yeah. up the formula, yeah. and so you just don't know which turns and twists to expect where you know there's just endless flirtation that that much i have got from the first half of series too the flirting and the jealousy and everything is just a, oh, the jealousy. Oh, it's a bit smothering
2: yeah yeah and it's nobody else gonna say like he is how old at this point he is 800 and something years old she's 19 yeah twilight like come on yeah twilight is it not a little bit creepy <laughs> I don't know. Because that's the thing. That's what I was saying before about the kind of power dynamic, is that no matter who she is she could be the like she's not by the way but she could be the most intelligent woman on the world but she's still 19 she doesn't have that much life experience like you can absolutely understand why she falls in love with him but why would he fall in love with her like i forgot that she's 19 yeah yeah because i just rewatched some of the rose episodes just to like get back in that frame of mind and yeah a lot of it that comes up in those early series is her being jealous every time he talks to another woman she gets really really like green-eyed monster um and it is smothering, and, like, I don't think that that's the kind of relationship that the doctor would, like... Want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I completely see from her why she would fall in love with him, because yeah. why wouldn't you? But I don't think I quite buy it the other way around. But even at this point, he is going to go and, you know, marry someone else. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's fine. Let him play around with a chav for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Mm. <laughs> Also, you never had to deal with anything like this in
3: classics, have you? Not yet, anyway. Will it come along? Because uh, in School Reunion, they made it seem pretty clear that Sarah Jane was as close as he got, sort of thing. Yeah, or, or, and
0: there's no romance there, as far as I'm aware. Okay. It was latent perhaps uh, well, I, well, I don't know they certainly not, treated I don't, it like I don't, don't remember a school being, reunion yeah I don't remember there being anything even remotely romantic between those two it, it, I remember it being more like a big brother type mm. scenario rather than a you know boyfriend or lover or whatever
3: so even there RTD smothered Sarah Jane with just like oh, your character basically was in love with him all along but you never admitted it to yourself and that's really the only relationship we can have with the doctor
0: yeah or with any. One Like mm. are, are there Are there many How many Platonic relationships Can you remember From the The RTD era Oh Dr. Donna Definitely <laughs> <was>. Yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that Well yeah. so, Not 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 Will <laughs> <laughs> Yeah he had his box shot off in the wall oh. <laughs> 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 lizard of bullets also doesn't yeah <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> also doesn't really count because he is a widower and mm. therefore sort of exempt from the like he's not on the market but of everyone who is not spoken for are there any platonic relationships in the entire era i don't think there are mm.
2: is this not rtd's just like sex mad maybe
0: like. <laughs> sex but s- sex slash love yeah. Mad. like, or, oh, you know, unrequited love mm. Mm. They are certainly few and far between Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah Mickey and Jack,
3: they're not really friends, are they? I, guess, I don't know Yeah,
0: actually, yeah Do they
3: even overlap that much? Not they, really They do in me or I don't
0: two. know But Mickey, okay, so Alright, check this out then So Mickey is obviously interested in Rose yes. And then he's interested in Martha They marry Captain Jack is interested in pretty much everyone
1: Everyone
0: And everything So even if they don't cross individually they are they already have all the bases covered
3: yeah. Yeah. so so many people sit on jack's face throughout the course of history he just gets flattened <laughs> into one gigantic head oh my god I love
0: that's how it happened yeah
2: <laughs> we finally got some clarity i love the face of Bo. i really wanted that to come up i think i don't know it's because it's just a little like casual like comment doesn't he is it like jack makes it in a they're in a bar or something And he just says like, That was my nickname at school Oh yeah No he, no It's oh, not casual God. It's
0: incredibly false Yeah oh. it's, it's super duper In your face uh, huh, huh. In Cardiff right Right before Like he, they're charging up The TARDIS or whatever And he's just about to run off And goes Yeah well it, I was the poster boy For the Is it the island of Bow, The Bow Peninsula The Bow Peninsula exactly he's like, yeah. Oh yeah They call me the face of Bow. Right off I go And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and
2: everything on on screen. Screen. And it's wonderful
0: It is wonderful Wonderful! It's uh, super duper forced. It's just ham fisted in there, but but it is beautiful. Yeah, is and it? It is. Yes, of course it is. Uh, That's what they should have. It is. Explain your of course because. Uh, you know, it's okay because that's couldn't, why. Couldn't
3: because the, couldn't the face of Bo have been almost anyone or anything else and made just as much slash little sense?
0: At some point, we would have wanted to have an answer, and at this point, it it served to answer two questions yeah. question and raise one, a bigger did... question. Wait, what? How many he people did just in to be he and he died. Why? Well, he did Well, Well, because he gave all, all of his regenerative energy to save the cat people. Which, in the episode, and listen
3: to the episode on Who Back a Gridlock, right? Yes, yeah.
0: That made absolutely zero sense. Of course it made zero sense. That entire episode makes zero sense, charming though it may be. <laughs> the, the... So why, of course, is it beautiful? It's beautiful because, A, it answers the question of who the shit is the face of Bo. B, it answers the question of what the hell is going to happen with Captain Jack now that he's clearly not going to get his own spin-off, in brackets, obviously, Torchwood happened. I don't know. It's, it's beautiful because, maybe beautiful is the wrong word, it's great, Because... You know what it is? It's like a Mobius strip covered in shit.
3: (gasps) I mean, it all links up and it all folds back in on itself and goes around forever. Okay. But every step of the way... (laughs) is a trudge through turds for
0: me so you really you really hate that jack is i really really do (laughs) okay i don't mind it at all those two questions for me both
3: of them could have been answered better in different ways i'm sure they could have been answered.
0: i'm sure they could have been answered better but they weren't they weren't going to be Were are we ever gonna see the face of bo again if not would you rather just not know and never find out and assume that that was a plot line that was abandoned or would you rather just have here it's Captain Jack.
3: There are things there are loose ends we don't know and never find out like where the doctor's daughter went and is that the doctor's mother and other things. But don't they infuriate you though? Well they're talking
0: points. I'm in no way infuriated by was that the doctor's mother I'm also not infuriated by what happened to the doctor's daughter because oh for god's sake.
2: I'm infuriated when they (laughs) when they bring in characters and then give them like i know it's skipping forward again but like me yeah oh then, yeah 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 hey, Here, have a tardis and then just like um, poof, and then you never see them like hear from them again yeah i not hate it when you have immortal shit. characters and, like, who are given rubbish endings yeah I really yeah yeah i don't know uh, if i've made that clear <laughs> no that is utter garbage but i like that jack at least gets an ending gets tied up because if it if it wasn't that well they're not gonna they're not gonna tie it up they're just gonna let him be and you never hear from him again like
3: well why not leave it open why not have him just just come back and once Moffat has thought of something that works like clockwork in all these different ways and actually makes a shit of sense then he can come
0: back and record that episode because this was not yet Moffat's time D still had some jam left in, in the jar and I still got some jam left in me <laughs> <laughs> He he, On me This is jam to be consumed externally And he wanted to tie up those loose ends Before handing it over to someone else Mm. Selfish Maybe so. I think I, I think it, worked. I, think it I, worked. I really liked it. And
2: I also don't think that Jack fits like fits in so well with Moffat, where he took the Doctor. Like, no, no, you're right. Yeah. You are
3: right in in that sense. But I just mean taking the story by itself, taking showrunners out
0: of the equation, is very unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> in in End of Time Part Two, when uh, Tennant is doing his god awful farewell tour, and he comes across. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jack Instead of going like Oh here's a You know Here's the cheat code To get a BJ from Alonso," Wouldn't it have been better If he had just Walked in on Captain Jack Measuring his head In front of the mirror Because he feels like Maybe it's growing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes <laughs> Absolutely Oh god <laughs>
0: Uh, Speaking of End of Time Part 2, shall we maybe list uh, the worst possible episodes to have uh, popped up during the Tenant Era?
3: Well, that's definitely not one of them. Uh. (laughs) Okay, no, no, fine. (laughs) I mean, for me, it's very easy. Planet of the Dead, Evolution of the Daleks. Miles out in front.
0: I didn't consider Planet of the Dead's uh, uh, <laughs> Okay Interesting Interesting
2: Remember which one Planet of
0: the Dead is Planet of the Dead is Lady is- Christina
2: Susan's a fuckface Oh uh, <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <And others. laughs> I reviewed him? that one How did I not remember that one I just erased it From my mind Oh god <laughs>
0: The evolution of the Daleks is still the worst Yeah, I, in fact, I have both uh, Evolution of the Daleks and Daleks Take Manhattan on my list. Those are dreadful. Yeah. That
3: was that was when you wondered, will they ever make a good one again? <laughs> mm. Have they completely <laughs> forgotten how to do this?
0: <laughs> what was the name of the, the Dalek? The the hybrids?
3: Dalek. Dalek. Yes.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, dreadful.
2: Um, I, re- again, I don't remember the episode well enough to know how great it, or terrible it was, but I really, really, really hate the adipose. Oh. And the... <laughs> 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 the scene... The scene- <laughs> where Donna's in a window and the doctor's in the door and they're like mouthing at each other That's because, brilliant That's a great oh, scene Oh my god It makes me cringe What so was much. that episode called again? That one. Partners in Crime Partners in Crime <laughs> Yes of course I well well, gave that a four pointer. The
3: reintroduction
2: of Donna <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm gonna
0: look up what we gave that one
2: <laughs> You gave that a three point though. I remember it
0: Oh, good memory I won't look it up
2: (laughs) Well done I would have given it A 1.0 Maybe I don't know Yeah,
0: but all
3: your scores Are massively high Or redonkulously low Sure Three Yeah (laughs) I have no middle (laughs) Hmm So all my scores Gravitate towards the middle Sorry. The first score I ever gave was exactly in the middle. Oh, uh, really? Maybe it's just like I'm indecisive, and you just were you just trying inventions? to establish a baseline, and then
2: <laughs> that's right. That's work right. from there. Yes, I do have strong opinions about <laughs> <laughs> most things.
0: Actually, on my list, I had also written End of Time, really? but yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't merit being. I mean, it's it it's not. I'll give an honourable mention to End of Time because about, it's just uh, so shit.
2: Pompeii.
0: No, I didn't. No, no. I mean, I'd I'd rather rewatch Fires of Pompeii than End of Time.
2: What about the Unicorn and the Wasp?
0: I'd rather wa- rewatch Unicorn and the Wasp no. than End of Time no. Part 1 or 2. The
3: thing is about End of Time is that you could make the best 45 minute episode Or alternatively the
0: worst out of all the footage they shot Holy shit, I feel a challenge coming up <laughs> re End of Time Oh, that's so tempting <laughs> That's all on you, man Oh god, okay, well Let me know how it goes Shall we jump to the next category and see what we can spawn from there? This is something that I haven't I haven't done this You may already have done this It's ranking the companions Ooh, I have done this You have done this Okay, Do you want to give us your, your list?
3: Yes. Oh, <laughs>
0: let's, let's let's hear it. Number one is. Can anyone guess? Oh, I know you're going to say Donna, aren't you?
3: I'm going to say Daisy from Space.
0: What? Wait, is she a companion?
3: Well, she's in two episodes
0: Three <laughs> If you, you know What, her great-granddaughter <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I consider her a companion
2: okay, I don't she, think she can be a companion Because she doesn't really know I reckon we do who, two separate lists in that case Who the doctorate Like, she's not a companion No, she's okay, not a companion yeah. She
0: doesn't get to travel in the TARDIS She's a love interest Okay,
3: well she's number one of the ephemerals then Okay, yeah Same.
0: The ephemerals
3: Alright, number one is Donna Noble mm. Surprise, <laughs> surprise Number two is Rose Before Bad Wolf Bay
1: Yes
0: Number three is Martha And number four is Rose After Bad Wolf Bay Yes Oh wow Well done (laughs) That's brilliant Uh, What about Mickey, Ricky And Captain Jack Mm -hmm. What do they fit in Mm -hmm. I see Sexist Um. Well, do you know what? I,
3: I, I really in- enjoyed Mickey Ricky in the last two of his I saw. The Girl in the Fireplace and School Reunion and not so much the Cybermen ones, but... Yeah, he's okay, right? Yeah, okay. He can, the Cybermen can... is,
0: is where he's actually Mickey Ricky. Yes, yeah. yes. Right, yeah, exactly. And when he's talking about being the Tin Dog. No. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to... Because
3: he wants to slot in with Martha so obviously, I'm going to put them on a on an equal plane.
0: Oh, Okay. And Captain Jack, I don't think they're equals at all. Really? Yeah, I think Martha's better than Mickey Ricky. Oh, uh, see, I waver on There's Martha. more potential to her character than Mickey Ricky's. More unrealized potential maybe. Yeah, that's that's that may be true, but Well,
3: well, let's set up an actual list and a potential list. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> to finish me off, yeah, go Captain Jack, I'd love to finish you off. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really appear very much. He appears less with Tennant than with Eccleston,
0: right? Oh, that's probably true. Mm. Wait, hang on. Yeah, that is probably true. He's he's
3: almost an afterthought for for most of Tennant's reign. He appears where there are where you need a big cast essentially what about yeah the, yeah exactly
0: what about the thing uh, uh, Yeah, what daleks huh, double feature huh, the, the skype call with all the
3: people the end of series four the, the maybe the planet gets stolen stolen earth the stolen earth <laughs>
0: <laughs> the planet gets stolen <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah that one yeah he's in that but he's in that with Everybody With else everyone who's else, ever yeah, been yeah. in Doctor Who. So yeah, that's true. Really, he he's in one, isn't he? Where he um he should be incinerated and turned into confetti. Which one's that one? Is, isn't that Eccleston one? one? Is it? Oh, is that? Isn't the, it? Isn't that's, that the, that's bad the Parting wolf? of the Ways?
0: Yeah, exactly. Shit. Isn't that when so, they're on Bad Wolf TV, basically? Yes, and, and, yeah. Yes. So
3: he is he's barely in tenant at all. at all. You could probably check on whobackwhen.com if you click on oh, his I'm name. Do that,
0: do that. because oh. Who using back- the Vindex
3: because it's an endlessly versatile website. You can navigate it in ever so many oh, different ways. It's got our stats. It's got our bios. I mean, who wouldn't go to whobackwhen.com? A sociopath. Donald Trump, perhaps. But he's on holiday, so he's probably got nothing better to do.
0: Okay, so... Holy smokes. He's in quite a few. Is he? Uh, but if we go with tenants, he is in Utopia. The Sound of Drums, The Last of the Time Lords, Stolen Earth, Journey's End, and then in the would-be BJ scene in The End of Time Part 2. That's actually more than I remember.
3: Well, what well, does he do in The Last of the Time Lords? Those, those are, um...
0: Oh, he's one of the prisoners aboard the flying ship. So basically, he's in two stories, essentially, that all
3: follow on from each yeah. other. And I think, actually, the confetti yeah. scene is probably in that utopia. Is it? I think it is, because that's the bottom of the rocket, and he's got the radiation down there. Oh, Yeah, I think so. So you say, what about Captain Jack? I say, not enough. Not enough Captain Jack to rate him. Okay. If you're not going to rate Jessica Hines, you're not going to rate John Barrowman. Stand by that.
0: I don't think that's valid at all. Do you agree with that? No,
3: not at all. Well, go on then. Give me your ratings, slash list.
0: <sighs> I think your list is actually pretty good, except your your view of Jessica Hines as a companion is entirely unrealistic. You and think, incredibly biased. You think his
2: list that begins with Donna is a good list? Good man. Keep that in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with Donna being number one, no I, I think it's a very good idea to split up roles Yeah, absolutely Super good idea
2: Yeah Because, yeah, um, the last few things we've seen of Rose She's irritated me so much Yeah So much And so when I went back and watched, like, some from the um, early days I was like, oh, oh I quite like Rose was, oh, yeah. Rose is nice Yeah, she was a charming character <laughs> Yeah, she's fine <laughs> <laughs> Billy Piper can act and has range Yeah She even
1: does
3: impressions Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I I have such a soft spot for Martha. I know you all don't like Martha, but... I think Martha would be my number two. I think Martha's my number one. Martha before she became a badass. Oh, split
3: up Martha as well. (laughs) Oh my goodness. See that's the thing. That's another thing RTD does. He brings everyone back, and he has to bring more and more people back, and he just stirring the the cauldron of characters and just supping
0: from ever bigger spoons. Oh yes, this will make a lovely jam. <laughs> Boil it all down. <laughs> exactly. Boil it all down to jam. <laughs> hmm.
2: mm. Would you change the lists massively? Yeah. So so Martha first, then Rose. Like pre like early rose good rose yeah yeah then mickey then donna then secondary rose you're breaking my heart marie i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're,
3: look, you're looking right at me though waiting
2: for it to break it's, I, like... it's because the, the, <laughs> the episode i just watched was the um was the bad wolf bay and rose is like crying her heart out and the doctor gets snatched away at the last moment and he's crying and it's so emotional and raw and tense and then fucking tana turns around in the wedding dress and it's like oh my god i don't know what she says but it's the most um, oh, yeah, irritating. Like, who are you? I don't know. Yeah.
3: What the hell is this place? She's oh, so,
0: she her so, so much irritating. Worst character. So awful. Yeah. You, you know, I would. My list would be identical to yours, with one exception. I would switch around Rose one and, and Martha. two. Martha. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I can live
2: with that. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Well done. A distant High five. Ka-ching. No high five for you, Drew. <laughs> I lost
3: interest.
0: <laughs> 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 next topic <laughs> next topic oh i don't know is this a topic i wrote storylines and subplots what do we got i mean we have he will knock four times that whole thing and we've got donna's head's gonna blow up uh the
2: parallel universe
0: parallel universe yeah Mickey, you're Mickey. right
2: Mickey. The, the, void. the void.
0: the void. but does that count as a subplot isn't that just a
3: serial well, it just plot? follows on from the parallel universe and it expands the uh oh i suppose it does yeah you're right thing and the Cybermen get to come back. And, yeah. Mm. yeah actually, and
2: that's we a have good Daleks versus Cybermen. Like, before Superman versus Batman. Yeah. They were trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, enough said about storylines and subplots, maybe. Well, maybe that can lead us on to an RTD topic. Oh, really? Let's hear it. What do you think RTD was best? At? Do you think he was best at sci-fi or romance or... I don't know, just flat out character development or plotting. What what were his strengths and weaknesses? Mm. Uh.
2: I think he's too he's too big for me. It's too like everything's really over the top. There's not enough subtlety, which is why when you said the so, the. Episodes that I really liked Were RTD themes But written by someone else It's like I think there's nothing wrong With his themes But they're, it's very ham-fisted Quite a lot of the time Very pantomime Yeah hey <laughs>
3: <laughs> That sums RTD up for me Wahey In both its positive And its negative connotations Yeah
0: I, I, think, I think RTD is really good At a few things But you kind It's so easy to OD on him And mm. and, and his, his way of writing Crafting a story His shtick yeah, his shtick. It's super easy to O D on RTD's shtick.
3: <laughs> his jammy shtick.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so take for example, take the take the romance aspect. That definitely it works in certain contexts and it works for like oh here's one character or one t- Pair of characters And, and yeah, I, I can dig it For a few episodes But holy smokes I do not need to see that For series and series on end is mm. really good At doing epic But then when you realise That all he ever does Is epic Then that loses It's, you know It's oomph And it's charm And, and therefore You OD on that as well mm. So he's really good At what he does But just, you know Don't let him do it so much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Another
3: point to Marie's list is what Moffat does is he brings different dimensions. RTD, he has a conception of how a season must run. And there are little chamber stories at the beginning, and he'll set something up to be massively epic at the end. And the massive epic at the end of Series 2 has to be bigger than the one at the end of Series 1. And Series 2 has to be bigger than that, and so on and so forth. Whereas what Moffat does is he will make you feel like you've watched an epic in a single week mm. sometimes. And then later on when he's showrunner, he has to handle the massive epics in a different way. And whether he succeeds or fails, we'll get to that. But RTD, he, he definitely, concede, I think, conceives of, this is a short running time, so we'll just have a little thing that people will forget about. And then at the end, it'll be huge and the ultimate spectacle and he overdoes it and so he, sometimes he doesn't succeed in either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it fair to say that RTD is is better than Moffat at doing human stories within a sci-fi context while Moffat is clearly better at doing sci-fi? His sci-fi concepts are the ones that stand out like later on with Smith and with Capaldi. Yeah. Those are the stories where you go that was just brilliant from a sci-fi point of view that was that was an ingenious move whereas for the RTD run it's very much character character driven it's very you know it's the character dynamics that you you kind of remember mm. for better or worse well you know what i was thinking about something close to this in that
3: seeing tenant early on i think as a doctor he is more fun than certainly capaldi yeah possibly even smith really i, I mean smith is great but tenant has a tenant has a and the, the the contrast is most obvious between um, Tennant and Capaldi. And they're both Scottish doctors who are the last of their showrunners run. So let's run with that. Okay. <laughs> in that Tennant, he rocks up in a place and he is acting like he genuinely sees it for the first time. And he is exploring the universe along with the viewer, whereas Capaldi rocks up in a place. And I think it's partly to do with Moffat's writing and his precision and his handling of the concepts rather than the character capaldi gets there and it's like he's already reasoned the whole thing out and he already knows what's going on it's perhaps he's just older and he seems a bit more jaded but Tennant is like wow and capaldi's like well this
0: is what i have to say to get to the next scene but wait hang on isn't smith quite wow as well i feel like he is i think so yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, I think the problem may be that the contrast between Tennant and Smith is unfortunately unfair As in it's unfair to Tennant because it's between Here's what Smith is and is pretty much going to be for the the duration of his run And here's what Tennant ended up being after quite a long time of just getting more and more depressed Mm. Uh, And and so that, that contrast is very unfair I think Smith is more fun.
2: I think Smith is more alien. I think, yeah, definitely more alien, I think. Right? Yeah, he's a bit weirder. Um, Capaldi is because of when he came in and he was the war doctor and. he had to be very dark um, And then that kind of carried Did he up. though? I thought
3: they just sorted it all out when Capaldi got there He was going to be a happy Happy new I bunny think, I, think I think th- they needed to
0: go with dark and, and grumpy Because Smith was so Not dark and grumpy Yeah and if they had gone with another young, happy-go-lucky, you know, good-looking chap, then everyone would have gone, well, what the shit? You're you're just replacing one with an almost identical another one, you yeah. know? The
3: Smith got moody. He was the good
0: man who went to war. Ah. Not how I remember him, though. That's not, like, the Smith Doctor. Mm-hmm. For me. But also, I need to rewatch. watch like a still. He's
2: a puppy. He just runs around. Yeah, exactly. Like, floppy-haired and full of joy. Like, that's how I think of... Matt Smith Yeah And I think yeah Tennant was that In the beginning um, And actually yeah it's, It is a shame That we remember him As the kind of Emo Yeah <laughs> Oh I, I feel bad For saying that now But mm. I mean That's certainly I, But it was for most Of his run That's what he was yeah. But yeah it's, like, Let's Let's remember yourself, the Tennant. early doctor <laughs> yeah. yeah Should we talk aliens Ooh. Sounds
3: sensible Okay then So this is
2: where This is where Blink comes in Because I think they are By far the best Ditto Best like, aliens the angels Absolutely Yeah yeah,
0: of that entire run and also not an rtd uh invention yeah but but holy smokes holy smokes and cheesecakes see for me
3: the alien that looks the best
0: is also
3: the most annoying
0: and the worst
3: leon can you guess of which alien i'm thinking I- is it the
0: young master no wait The
2: absorbable off no oh,
0: no <laughs> He doesn't look the best. <laughs> the who looks the annoying. The alien who looks the best. Really impressive
3: looking alien. Incredibly irritating. i will give you a coup.
0: <laughs> I was, was, was going to say, is it the, the Ragnos? It's the Ragnos! <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'll give the Ragnos bonus points for being an impressive prop slash costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as an alien and as a... Ca- no, fuck mm-hmm. the Ragnos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh who else really stands out as a as as good as well crafted is that it maybe that's it <laughs>
3: maybe that's it no th- th- we're trying to think through the 45 or so blimmin option <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> who who made their first appearance during Tenant's run You couldn't say Daleks Because, I mean, they're, they're not a Tenant's alien, you know Well, yeah, okay, my follow-up Daleks, question but... was
3: going to be Who comes off best, the Daleks or the Cybermen in this one? Oh, okay Because it seems to me that RT definitely favours the Daleks But you also have Daleks in Manhattan
0: Yeah, yeah, that didn't go well Yeah, still the Daleks for me, I think Yeah Yeah.
2: I do like, um, what's his name? Trigger He's good He's good
3: Wait, he what, who, what? Uh, Cybus Cybus
2: Yeah remind You, you don't know who Trigger
3: is Because you've never seen Any Fools and Horses No Still By the way Sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the guy who watched TGIF yesterday <laughs> uh,
3: Wait remind me but, Who's Cybus He's the guy from Bizarro London Who resurrect Who
0: invents Bizarro London Cyberman Oh In
3: Zeppelin Town
0: Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so... But what is a cybers, then? Is that just the cyber controller, or what? Well, I think Marie's just saying he was a good villain. Oh, I see.
2: Yeah, I just really liked him. This is Mr.
0: Bluetooth, who then turns into the controller. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that is a good villain. Simon, in general, I mean, that just as a concept, in, in Tenant times, really turned into something fucking... Creepy ass. Mm. Do we get Cybermen in it? Oh, you need to stop being so squeaky. I need to get a (laughs) voice coach or something. Uh, uh, Do do we get Cybermen with Eccleston? That's a stupid question, I'm sure. I don't think we do, no. So it's not so stupid a question then. So maybe Cybermen actually count in New Who anyway. New Who, yeah. Uh, Four tenants. Yeah, I guess they make the list a little bit then. How do you feel about the Scarecrows? Family of Bloods Scarecrow uh, Stooges, Henchmen. They're pretty good. They're pretty creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah, there are way too many.
2: I can't think of anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, the Ood, um first appearance, the Satan Pit, because they're okay. They're the bad guys in the first episode. Yeah, with the red eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they yeah, become right. they become the really peaceful, like singing. Ood. Yeah, super
0: zen. Yeah. Brains in the hands I love chaps. the
2: oud. I think they're really well designed The they're are amazing beautiful to look at yeah. yeah you're right Yeah
0: Oh Yeah I didn't think about the oud That's mm. a really good one Very good chat Thanks How about on the worst list Pig slaves
3: Oh yes <laughs> But and we haven't... You know, this didn't make any of our worst of lists. What's that? But, like Marie said, The Absorber Love.
0: Laugh. Oh! Because Love and Monsters w-
3: was given minus ten by a noted authority on the show. <laughs> and, and yet didn't turn up. Yeah. My goodness, why isn't that the
0: worst episode of all? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's got the romance. Yeah, and people oh. and people love the video guy doing his... No Detective skills. No, <laughs> Nick gave no, it no, a four. No. We should we should add in that this is probably Nick's favourite
2: tenant episode. What? You no, know, I do have such I have a soft spot for loving Monsters. Actually, fucking clom. It's, it's got Moaning <laughs> Myrtle in it. Yeah, it does.
0: Who then turns into a slab that gives head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Talk about headstone.
1: Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> must <made> that <laughs> we must have made that if joke.
0: We must have made that joke. If we didn't, let's just... I'm, I'm going to re-edit that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bastion Oh, Ooh, excellent They're one. very creepy. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. But but not when they're wearing the spacesuits. No, not Because that is super naff. But when you throw a chicken wing into the f- shadows and it just gets eaten. Oh, oh anything that eats chicken oh. wings, scary as shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay, how about who is better
3: in you, Davros or the Master? Because they've only appeared in tenants so far.
2: Oh, we should talk about the Master. Yeah, I'm right, Davros. Then. Okay.
0: Do that right now, then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is it Derek Jacobi? I was
0: just going to say, I'm so disappointed that we didn't get more Jacobi.
2: Hmm. But
0: we will uh, in audio form. There are lots of big Finnish audiobook adventures with uh, Jacobi as the master. Oh wow! Yeah, I, oh, I right. happily I listen to good. those. Yeah, very happily.
3: Yeah, once an actor gets to a certain age, the the filming, well, the producers can't afford the life insurance policies they have to take out <laughs> actors of a certain age they they can't do external scenes or much filming at all so Derek Jacoby will essentially be confined to a chair just churning out big finish audios for the last hopefully 40 years of
0: his life and we'll have thousands of them that's that's both uh inspiring and incredibly sad <laughs> uh, yeah I would ensure
3: you, Derek Jacoby, come around here. We'll, we'll make a film with you. Wouldn't Crap. Y- Leon wants to film a Star Trek sequel. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> yes. Because
3: <gasps> he's definitely listening. <laughs> Sir Derek uh, We salute you Sir Derek
0: <laughs> Okay well about the Master I mean we got the highs and the lows Of the Master During Tennant's era The the highs being Derek Jacobi mm. it, it Just so clearly the, the superior Master Really sorry John Sim if you're listening to oh. this But it's, it's a question of writing as well I mean John yeah. Sim was, was great as the Master For a bit of it but then not Towards the end Well even at the beginning when he appeared
3: And replaced Derek Jacobi, I mean we we were weeping and bawling but yeah. when he was bouncing around the TARDIS for the first few minutes even then with a there was the germ of well
0: he's going to be really quite shit isn't he yeah.
3: and then he turned up next week and we were quite pleasantly surprised yeah but isn't all that also, apart again
0: but isn't that also just because of an unfair contrast because he, how I mean, how do you follow Derek Jacobi? Well, that's what I mean by the weeping and bawling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, but I mean, very possibly when we when we decided, oh no, he is clearly going to be shit, Wasn't that just because he was anyone anybody, but Derek? Jer- yeah. Derek Jacobi.
3: Nah, he was. He was going bye bye and all that. Oh, crap. oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, revolting. But then, sound of <laughs> drums. He's pretty good, right? With the uh, toclophane and all that stuff. Yeah,
3: and when he's the Prime Minister and he's snogging Lucy Saxon.
0: Yeah, I'm really implanting that space herpes deep in those... Yeah, yeah. Follicles. Mm. Mm. In those Follicles. Well, like, that's the only follicles? way it could have survived like two she, years in prison. So he has got was... like a teeny tiny sort of tran- transparent mustache, and he's just like, exuding herpes on him. Women have follicles, but just they're not bristling, Do you think that? that's where the herpes is? Well, I mean, maybe, yes. very possibly I'm not an be. expert. Because, but... <laughs> because that was the
3: whole point about the two minutes on the lady prison, the special lady prison that you cut out of The End of Time Part 1. I didn't cut
0: that out. <laughs> <gentlemen>. the, the... <laughs> For reasons that you will never find out. The, the... <laughs> wait for the blooper blooper reel, which is the last thing we'll <laughs> ever, ever do, and then we'll change our names and move to a different country. <laughs> but but the <laughs> no wait, hang on. Clearly, he his herpes takes on the shape of lipstick, or at the very least, it is red. Right, because in... uh, What's it called? Oh, end of time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) When they take the herpes off her lips, it is a red, like, you know, Roger Rabbit style. Well, not Roger Rabbit. What's her name?
2: Jessica Rabbit. Jessica
0: Rabbit, thank you. Style, like, just kissy mark. I see. So it it just happens to be a perfectly ruby red rash, and
3: everyone just thinks, oh, (laughs) she's managed to somehow apply lipstick again.
0: Yeah, when in in actual fact, she's spent the past whatever it is, like, the past 12 years doing nothing but scratch her lips. Yeah,
3: and they're just on fire (laughs) with this, (laughs) like, oh, fucking space herpes.
0: Sorry. What are you going to say?
3: I was also going to (laughs) say, you've just watched a series of Pertwee, which is full of the old master. Yeah. How does he relate
0: to the... Oh, Delgado's so much better. So much better, even though he's super theatrical and clearly always follows the same pattern of, uh, all right, Delgado master teams up with an alien, Alien of the Week or Alien of the Month, rather, because it's, let's say, a minimum of four episodes to a serial, teams up with this alien to take over the world, assuming that at the end of this takeover, the aliens are just going to go, here, now the Earth is yours to rule, we're going to sort off to a different planet and take over that one instead. That's what the new master does with the Toclophane and the master race, in a way. No, not really. Yeah, sort of. Toclophane rock
3: up, he's going to zap all of the world with it, and then he's going to go off and kill some other ones.
0: Yeah, but, okay, so the, the equivalent would be that in this case the Toclophane... Turn on him and go No you were incredibly naive To think that you Ah. could just use us And then he would need to team up With the Doctor Towards the end of Act 3 So that they together Could beat the (laughs) Toclafane And he could then run away Before the Doctor can arrest him And that's basically (laughs) How every single Delgado Master story has gone so far Uh, He's tried to team up With the Autons He's teamed up with those And with these and those And whatever blah blah Every single time But still Despite that And despite being so incredibly theatrical Vastly superior to the John Simmaster. He's not a gurning jackanapes. No, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer the question I
3: sort of half posed twenty minutes ago, yeah. Davros is better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Probably a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Davros is much more As in Davros here Is much more like Original Davros as well Right Whereas the Master Has been revamped Mm. He's He's Exactly like Moriarty was revamped In Sherlock To be this young Cool Hip dude That jumps around a lot That's what they did With the Master But with Davros He's exactly The same Dirtbag That he was (laughs) In Classic Who And It hasn't changed at all Really and is all the better for it. for yeah. not being infantilized. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine if Davros had had a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> like they give Davros a six pack and he like just uses a bunch of slang and then he snogs someone.
3: Isn't that what happens in the eighth Doctor movie with the Master?
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's Eric Roberts plays the Master, and he wears a leather duster the entire time. No, it's uh, shitting awful. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, should we move on to the next category?
3: Yeah, and give this one to Marie. I'm going to shut up for a bit, and Marie, you can take this one. Oh God.
0: Okay. How do you feel about the Doctor's
3: costume? Um, I didn't know there was going to be a fashion question. (laughs) I did not intend to invoke gender stereotypes or any such thing. I'm happy there's a woman Doctor coming.
2: God. Um,
0: set me up you bastard no i i, I have an opinion <laughs> about this
2: i'm sure you do as well <laughs> i don't know i don't know what my opinion is about this i don't have an opinion on the fashion of the doctor oh really I, I like it i like it I don't know. really i mean yeah it seems like
3: you want to talk a lot about the
0: fashion
2: yeah maybe you should uh this
0: one. really I mean, it just bugs me
2: he just Why? wears a suit.
0: Well, he wears two different suits. Some trainers. Wow. Well, isn't he just so cool? Yeah, but
2: Eccleston just wore a leather jacket. Yeah.
0: Also, disapprove.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so,
0: when when Eccleston showed up in 2005, one of the main not one of the main things. But like when I when I hadn't seen anything, I'd just seen a picture of him. One of the main things that I reacted to was he looks nothing like the Doctor. He doesn't look like the alien Time Lord that I'm used to. That he you know he should look like.
2: He looks like your dad.
0: He just looks like they've tried to make him really cool because he wears a leather coat mm. and what else like jeans did he wear jeans I'm not so. sure like n- no no <laughs> no that should not be allowed so you should
2: be happy with um, tenants like revert back to at least but the, the only team... thing they
0: did was make him sort of a
2: hipster you know an elegant
0: hipster that's it He just the, the only cool thing about his outfit I feel is that really long coat the yeah. sort of billowy yeah the coat's really nice that's a very very cool coat yeah. looks very good on a DVD Cover.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but they play it up to his body type as well Because he's very tall and skinny And they just put him in a very skinny suit But Okay, so do you remember in Matt Smith times When he
0: had that sort of purpley I want to say Maybe I'm getting my uh, uh, royals wrong But like I want to say Edwardian outfit He's got that sort of purple Long purple coat He actually looks a lot more reminiscent of the 8th Doctor In the movie, of Paul McGann in the movie mm. uh, Than uh, Certainly not of of this time you know he's maybe he's an amalgamation of, of various historical epochs that he's visited throughout his travels he's just sort of been absorbing aesthetic values yeah. here and there but he doesn't wear something of today and it really pisses me off that tenant just wears a suit because he's a fucking hipster and then he wears converse because oh, it's cool to wear converse if you're wearing a suit because they clash and then he's wearing glasses because he clearly doesn't need them uh, he just wears them to look pretentious every now and then do
2: you think that um it was more they they grounded um it in so much in modern day like london um because they didn't know whether it was going to take off they had to like make it accessible to modern audiences and doc- like the old doctor had kind of gone out of fashion and petered out and we didn't want it. And it, like a weird alien that no one could relate to, so they had to make him kind of human because yeah, he is the most human doctor. And then Matt Smith, by then you've established it, there's an audience for it, you can kind of do what you want. You can bounce back, yeah. And then he gets more alien and he looks more.
0: That is a super duper solid theory. Yeah, maybe. So like play it safe until you can experiment again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good theory. And then
2: they, and again they kind of got stuck with Tennant because they played it too safe for too long, and then they kind of went they. Re- bumped it with matt smith oh yeah yeah
0: but still i would have i would have enjoyed him being a little bit more flamboyant yeah yeah i mean that's the thing about rtd episodes nobody's ever flamboyant (laughs) (laughs) you say that was such a straight face as well (laughs) all of the classic doctors as in all of the doctors preceding eccleston everyone there was a certain flamboyance to their outfits either in terms of just sort of discarded elegance, thinking of Hartnell and Troughton, who, were, who both wore incredibly elegant outfits, but very badly, like Troughton in particular, whose shirt was all crumpled and the, the collar was bent the wrong way, And but he was wearing really elegant clothes. Mm. Uh, even,
3: even his hair didn't fit.
0: Yeah, nothing fit. <laughs> nothing fit. And then uh, Pertwee, who looks like he's, he's just the embodiment of... 70s sex appeal He's like James Bond Had sex with a (laughs) Cloud And it was made Out of velvet And then all of a sudden It's just splooging All over the screens In Technicolor It's the best And then You know Tom Baker is crazy With his long scarf And his huge hat And his huge coat And everything's just Wobbly And I mean Obviously The other Baker Whom we have met Even His outfit was Just revolting Oh, sorry. In between, we have Davison, who looks like an, an overgrown schoolboy.
2: Almost like an alien trying to pass as human. Yeah, I- exactly. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, who else? Is Sylvester McCoy. He's got question marks all over the place. <laughs> right? So, like, th- that's not normal. Yeah. yeah, as in, will I get renewed for another season? That's No. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone still watching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I mean. Like, everything is weird. Everything mm. was odd or quirky or flamboyant in some way. And then you got eccleston leather coat tenant hipster douchebag
2: and you're right he never he just has two suits that's it who just has two suits and that's what it's it's, it's
0: swearingen okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how do you feel about the tardis the tardis that gets destroyed at the end of this
2: oh yeah yeah it's not very cozy no no that's Mm. a good point yeah yeah it's a bit bit like an aquarium
0: yeah, it, I, I I looked this up. It's known as the Coral Tardis, mm. Mm. and it, I only I only did this because I've I've sneakily watched a few episodes ahead. Now I've I've seen a little bit of Matt Smith. I'm really sorry.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> sorry.
0: I feel like I've been cheating on you. <laughs> uh, and obviously, there's a new Tardis. Yeah. I was like, holy smokes! I like this Tardis so much better.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I looked it up, and and yeah, so the the one that we've just seen with Tennant is known as the Coral Tardis, and. It didn't dawn on me until I saw the first episode with Smith That, oh, Tennant's one is infinitely just inferior Mm. Yeah, but which one is more alien? Okay, you're right Tennant's probably is more alien Actually, Tennant and Eccleston, I think, have the same one Yeah Mm. right so they have the same one yeah, yeah. so the tardis um, makes up for his blending in fashion sense yeah but isn't it it's alien in sort of a uh, I, i'm gonna shit on a tv show i've never even seen but it feels like it's alien in the farscape sense. you know like it's made for tv sci-fi channel that level of alien decor mm. i was thinking more the stingray sense but okay oh really <laughs> 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 Jerry Anderson dolls all over the Under place. Under the water, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, corals. It's not very homey. No. Compared to Capaldi's one, for example. It's got bookcases and all kinds of stuff in yeah. there that really make you feel like, oh, this
2: guy lives here. That you could spend time there. Yeah, exactly. Right? The only time that I can remember, like, being happy to be in the TARDIS is that episode when everybody's in it and he's like, this is how it should be done, and there's, like, yeah. 12 of them. Oh, yeah. And that feels like real companionship. Um, but, yeah, m- mostly... It kind of reflects him as this, like, lonely, isolated, lust of his kind, dreary.
0: What was the only shitty part of that scene that you're referring to, though?
2: Was it Donna? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was Donna walking around and giving people instructions, and was like, yeah, yeah, you're doing that very well. Maybe you shouldn't pull that lever so hard. That was Donna as the Dr. Donna. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, Dr. Donna. Fuck you. <laughs> We're going to have to have her to the list now. Oh. Hey, yeah, let's rewind. Let's re-record the past 45 minutes. <laughs> redo that list <laughs> I've only got One more category And uh, I, I, I don't know If it, it, How much do you have To add to it I have Precious little <laughs> It's sci-fi gizmos Best and worst I could only think Of one actually That, that was worthy Of mention I'll, it, save it, I'll save is it Is it the square oh. gun. No Oh, oh
2: <laughs> Well done Well done Oh excellent <laughs> the
0: Ultimate anti <empty> climax <laughs> I can't believe That you hated it so much Mm.
3: so much i still hate it now it's still (laughs) resonating with me oh man but that is a thing that rtd was very guilty of huge anti-climaxes and just glib (laughs) devices like i was watching please come on the show rtd (laughs) i was watching well i'll follow this up with something good to say about (laughs) rtd i was watching the age of steel today right okay yeah There is a scene in The Age of Steel where Doctor and Rose and Pete Tyler are hiding behind bins and the Cybermen are clump, 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 clump clumping down the road and the Cybermen stop you see their feet stop behind the bins and the Doctor gets his Sonic points it at the Cybermen turns it on and they walk off and there's
0: no explanation and oh, I remember that doesn't he doesn't he turn on a car alarm with his Sonic
3: if so that didn't I didn't notice that on Netflix but also
0: equally disappointing if that's the case
3: if there was a car alarm why didn't I hear
0: it maybe I'm mistaken I may be mistaken
3: that would have been good okay let's let's pretend that happened (laughs) 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 but it seems to me that he was pointing it directly at the cyberman i mean that that is something that happens a lot Uh, rtd he writes for the television in a way very well everything about moffat has to interlock and connect up and type in a neat little bow at the end whereas rtd he gives you 30 minutes of great tv and just 15 minutes of hair-rending disappointment and outrage (laughs) but and the good thing is he he got the highest ratings for doctor who okay that anyone you know you only compare him to moffat but you can compare him to the the last three doctors from before the classic doctors sure yeah and he resurrected the show and he made it incredibly popular and mm. he sustained that popularity viewing figures well over 10 million pretty much throughout the entire run hmm. and that's somewhere the show just can't get near to now for whatever reason and i know that is
0: that really the case yes and i i, know I that thought it, it had been growing in popularity no, I mean it's partly really? to
3: do with things like Netflix and different mm. different tele deals. There's a lot more content out there even than there was in 2010. What
0: about more of a you know an intercontinental appeal or transatlantic? I can't appeal, talk for
3: worldwide
0: viewing figures, but certainly in terms of UK and. Intercontinental, I, yeah, you know, over international waters <laughs> That's where people really dig the show I i mean transatlantic Oh, oh you know what US. I mean well, yeah. Well, yeah,
3: um, I, don't, I don't know that But it's certainly in terms of UK and I, I don't know how catch-up features into this either But I've seen viewing figures with less than 5 million I was going to say capacity that capacity it, Is it
2: viewing figures who are tuning in on a Saturday night to watch it Or is it, does it include like iPlayer downloads and things? I'm not entirely sure Because I think we, we've just moved away from like even back then, a lot of people didn't sit down and watch it, but like you well, record it. Yeah, but, a lot has changed since 2005. Nowadays, you don't have to do, watch iPlayer on your laptop; you can watch it on your TV. It's very like yeah. you can stream or on the internet and, or whatever. You know, I mean, anything. people watch it's it in so easy. Yeah, at their leisure. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's certainly the case that the show isn't in any danger so far of not being recommissioned. Mm. So if the viewing figures are lower, then they must have rationale for that and not be worried by it but you know rtd he, he did exactly what he had to do mm. even yeah. if we can pick holes in his plots and take issue with some of his unwritten you know endings and bad choices he made this into a blockbuster behemoth money spinner for the BBC and, you know, Moffat has just been able to trade off that. That must have given Moffat so much freedom to do whatever he wanted. He could go super hard sci-fi, make it more an adult show, um, go super dark with it, because he had that huge fan base built up for him.
0: Yeah, no, we absolutely need to give RTD the credit that he deserves. He, uh, If it weren't for him, the show never would have been, well, maybe, let's not say never, but it certainly wouldn't have been resurrected when it was, Mm. thanks to him Sitting here and and adoring a TV show that, you know, thumbs up, RTD. Sorry for shitting on me.
2: I feel really bad now.
3: Well, why don't you say something nice about RTD? Um...
2: Just one thing.
3: Really like his hair. No, no, <laughs> the, the, uh, it... I love his sexy accent.
0: <laughs> now, RTD in many ways is is a hero because mm. because of what he did because because he resurrected Doctor Who and and because he he fought uh, like, what seems seems to have been a, a fairly strong force against doing so at the BBC at the time. I mean, it, it was taken off the air for a reason, and it, it had. St- stayed off the air for years and years and years and the film had bombed and you know that was already a failed attempt to reboot and no he he did a fantastic job
2: and he does he does make just really fun television like he sweeps you up it is epic like I know we've said sometimes he goes too far but I don't know just like escapism and and sci-fi on mainstream like TVs I don't know yeah I'd say what
3: a big phenomenon is with RCD and it'll be so interesting to see if it happens with Moffat or not we come in to our reviews with really high Scores, and then (laughs) we total up everything that's wrong with the episode. But you, that we individually didn't notice as it flew by in a rush of excitement. At the
0: end of the review, it's like, Mm, well, I've had to subtract one point (laughs) seven off the score I came into this room (laughs) with. Exactly. So
3: when when you subject it to the
0: resolute scrutiny of uh, Yeah
3: Of every <laughs> minutia That yeah. goes into the show No it
0: doesn't stand up But it is great television On the whole Yeah And, yeah. and uh, On the whole And also Even the the ones that Thumbs we Thumbs up RTD <laughs> <laughs> Even the and we've said this in, in prior episodes First of all If anyone is tuning in And like For the first time And this is the episode That you've chosen To start <laughs> listening to Who I went with Then you know Welcome Thanks for tuning in You've made Maybe not the best choice <laughs> Pick one of our Regular reviews But but I mean In case you're not aware Of this Even the ones That we give Really low scores And even the ones That we fairly Harshly dump on We still love them Yeah and that's why We're doing this show and 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 for all of the terrible stuff That we've said about RTD's run And his creative <laughs> outputs <laughs> Tonight We love him And we love what he did Yeah So it, it, I mean I've already had my tea But if I hadn't And let's pretend that it was wine I would have You know I'd raise a glass Fuck it You don't know uh, what I'm doing not to I'm raising my glasses Let's raise right our glasses right now. to yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chin chin, 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 chin. <laughs> mm, That's tasty wine Yum So uh, Yeah Exactly Yeah and you know, the other thing
3: Artie did, at the same time as he did all of these achievements and accomplishments, he brought, you know, sexual and gender diversity from the niche in Queer as Folk into primetime BBC television. Yeah. Utterly normalized yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Which is a huge feat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, did he also... Wait, hang on. Yeah, he did. Wait, am I being an idiot? Did he also create Torchwood? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he did also create Torchwood in parallel with this, which is another, we really need to do a Torchwood bonus at some <laughs> point, but which is another hugely successful show set in the same universe. So not only did he create or recreate this show, but he created a whole universe. Like Ooh. it's the expanded universe of Doctor Who. Uh,
2: yeah. Has it got to do with like the Sarah Jane adventure? I was just about thinking that that. Well. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I Very possibly. so. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: that's pretty amazing. He's like Mr. Marvel, but for, you know, good entertainment. Mm. Oh shit, is Wilf a companion? Yeah.
3: Number one. Did Wilf travel?
0: Ah oh, he did, didn't he? I mean he yeah. goes into yeah. space. <laughs> Thought it'd be cleaner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Well oh. welcome in number one. Yeah, more. Well. <laughs> so for
3: bringing back Bernard Cribbins, it's more praise for R T D. Oh I see. Oh yeah. Because- because-
2: yeah he what? wrote Wilf. Whatever else he did, he wrote Wilf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. I think that's, that's a pretty nice thing to end on actually
2: mm. oh shit I had a gizmo on my list <laughs> do you want to hear what the gizmo is go oh, on
0: then uh, pocket watch fob watch
2: Oh, the yes. football was so That's good. the
0: only only gizmo I could that I could even think of that yeah. was worthy of mention. That's so nice. Yeah. It is a really nice one, right?
3: Yeah. It's hard to think of any other gizmos because the sonic is applied to almost
0: everything. Yeah, everything and also wood. It, and it's classic. Uh, it's a classic gizmo. Right. I don't know about the football. Actually, I wonder if that is as well. Somehow doubt it.
2: Um, the other we'll giz- gizmo that I like, I think I don't know if it's a gizmo or not, but um the the next doctor Mm -hmm. and he gets and he's got his TARDIS and it's the high air balloon oh I think that's so nice (laughs) because it yeah like I know it doesn't end up being anything but like I don't know I just I thought that was such a sweet Kind of I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like various well, standard pl- for like, us. What, what is that I for? can't remember. <sighs> but I love that episode. I think he's a really nice like I would, He's he's wonderful, right? I would have been happy with him to be the next doctor. Yeah, I mean, same here. Yeah.
0: By the way, excellent outfit for a doctor.
2: Yes, oh god, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Bingo bongo. Yeah. Imagine if the TARDIS was a hot air balloon though. How nice would that be?
0: <laughs> for one episode, yeah, it's great. Oh okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that would wear thin A little bit like the Sonic ray Bands That Capaldi had for a yeah. long while It's like, no, that's great for one episode as a gimmick But, oh, wait, you're still wearing them? <laughs> yeah Anyway, we've had some uh, emails Come in from podcast uh, Podcastland should we read those out? Maybe let's include Podcastland, Binger Bongo, right, and Cheesecake. So uh, this first one is the first of two ones that we have from Tracy. Tracy from America. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. At the end of End of Time Part 2 We said Well we're going to save parts of Tracy's mini, her rating in fact For the Tenor Retrospective And that's exactly what we're going to do now As an elegy for the Departed Tenor <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but in addition to that A has... <laughs> <laughs> But in addition to that She has in fact also sent in A special Tenor Retrospective Bonus review if you will Pretty much an episode in itself yeah. and, and we're going to include little bits and bobs of it, but for both of these, please go to whobackone.com and read them in their full splendour. So, uh, starting off with the rating uh, in question, Tracy goes, I know, as a time lord, you are unaccustomed to thinking of yourself as a mortal, but death is a natural part of all things. Do not be afraid of it. It doesn't matter how many birthdays you had. It doesn't matter that you didn't do more. You were here. You changed lives and even saved some. Each time you appeared, people were drawn to you immediately because of who you are. Your awesomeness
3: radiates from you like a and people just want to be a part of that so many people in fact that you had to turn a few away but don't be sad about that either no one can be friends with everyone and the experiences they had in meeting you will still mean something long after you've moved on
2: i know you think your actions doomed those you love but the truth is there were more complete people because of you you showed them your life showed them your world and in doing so, you inspired them. Following your example, they found in themselves the courage, the spirit of adventure, and above all, the desire to put themselves on the line in order to help others. They didn't die because of you. Rather, they lived because of you.
0: You lived, and it was really good, but it's time. Time for new good things to come to pass, so let it all go. The guilt, the pride, the fear, the control. Let it go, and rest. The Uda singing, Good night. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> things were really dramatic, and then all of a sudden I heard I heard an ood singing. Uh, that, that, uh, that was I, I'm going to say this. That was quite beautiful. That Tracy. was beautiful. Uh, incredibly well written. That well che- done.
2: Choked che- me up a little. Oh, was nice.
0: Yeah, it was. Jumping from that to the ten retrospective uh, bonus review that she sent in, she's listed. She's done a few. I mean, go to Houbakwana.com and read these lists in their entirety. But she's listed, you know, the the best good stories, the worst bad stories, the best foes, the worst foes, and so on. Just cherry picking. Here, her best good story is the girl in the fireplace. Mm,
2: good choice, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. Mm. I'll give it
3: an adipose. Mm.
1: I was just going to say there's an <laughs> adipose in this room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and her worst bad story is the new master trilogy, extra dark. I suppose that's the end of time one, or is that the maybe, or is that the tocopherone one? I mean, I'm not sure
0: Either way Fair <laughs> 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 In the best foes category Here's one that I hadn't thought about At all The clockwork bots The clockwork droids From the girl in the fireplace They are gorgeous mm, Gorgeous oh.
2: and terrifying And
0: Yeah They yeah. are creepy as balls
3: Yeah the, the clockwork The machinery in them Is marvellous Yeah mm. But are they that scary? Really?
0: They just have a bread knife on a on a stick. Yeah, but then they take bits and bobs of you and turn you into parts of a ship.
2: Oh, yeah, I suppose
0: that's kind of creepy. <laughs> that's that's creepy body horror. The way that Cybermen are creepy.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Tracy's worst foe is. Water of Mars mm. Mm. Yeah, fair mm. enough You know, I really
0: like the Water Water mm. of Mars Well, I like the water zombies anyway I mean, it makes no sense Fuck it, I'm with you, Tracy <laughs> they, it, it, they make absolutely no sense whatsoever But I still like them I, re- I really do <laughs> She's also listed the sun from episode 42 Which I had completely blocked out of my memory Do you remember the 42? Oh, yes with with Tor- Toby with The living uh, sun Yeah Isn't that the one where Toby has all the tattoos on his face? Nope, nope that's No, Satan that's Satan pits. pits Oh, it's equal Holy shit!
3: Yeah, that's that's weird because the worst foe in the Moffat era is probably going to be again the Sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the Rings of Akatan. Exactly. Yeah, I am not looking forward to that. Not I at all.
3: Yeah, but for the rest of Tracy's copious review, yeah. please go to humankind.
0: Please do. Thank you very much, Tracy. Uh, and people who are not Tracy, you can follow Tracy online. She is at yeah cut yeah enough That's, that's Fountain, Fountain Tracy backwards.
2: Oh, nice! High five, King.
3: <laughs> really, you should really get in on that. Yeah, point. yeah, you absolutely. I should. don't
2: really know what you're saying.
3: <laughs> Never mind. We know that's all that matters. Okay, we have that bond. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
0: Alright, next up we have a legend among reviewers. It is Kyle Rath, the sinister super spy himself. Hello, Kyle.
3: Hello, Kyle. Hi Kyle
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hokey Pokey. So Kyle says, Gang. Let's be honest, RTD relit the fire of Who fandom, but it will forever be the unquenchable appeal of David Tennant as the Doctor that fanned the flames into the bonfire it is now. For me, many of Tennant's nuances echoed Doctor's past,
2: and his ability to display empathy
3: in face of great tragedy was always a highlight.
2: Fave moment, when Martha Jones sat him down at the end of Gridlock, I so wanted to hear the rest of his recollections. (laughs) London 2012. Biggest Missed Opportunity in TV History.
3: So Fear Her essentially is his
0: least favourite episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Ten and Sarah Jane. Mm -hmm. And Time Crash.
0: Which we completely neglected to review. (laughs) Very sorry about that, Kyle. (laughs) And Podcast Land at Large.
3: But then we're not reviewing all the... Doctor Who DVD extras and confidentials, are we? I mean...
0: No, that's true. Maybe we could in- in- do a-, a bonus episode at some point just for humorous interludes in, in the who universe. Well, like Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he goes on, I feel like Tennant's doctor was the brainiest of the doctors thus far and also likely the youngest in spirit, more so than uh, than even eight during his early run. He will always remain pivotal in Who lore as he possibly suffered the greatest number of personal tragedies. The loss. Of Rose and Donna, watching River sacrifice herself and not knowing why, being the last time Lord. No, he's not. <laughs> now he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> He certainly wore his emotions on his sleeve
3: and had, to date, the most resistant regeneration. I'm going to just double the emphasis on that. Is pending. (laughs) (laughs) Capaldi is beating his fists into the snow.
2: (laughs) Good points. He's a lot of Paul's favourite, though not mine specifically. He is unique among the Doctors. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sending that in, Kyle. Ladies and gentlemen, you
0: can high-five Kyle online. He is at SinisterSuperSpy. That's super without any vowels. And I also really want to give him an extra shout-out because... uh, Kyle Rath has his own podcast recently started called the Cognizant Dissidents Podcast. Oh, I hope it's going to be Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> He's heard that joke thousands of times. Sorry, Kyle. I don't know you that well. And you can, fi- you can find out more about the uh, Cognizant Dissidents Podcast on Twitter at CogDissPodcasts. That's at Cog Dis Podcast.
3: That's who started following me on Twitter. Kurt Ching. Right, it all comes together. My cognitive dissonance
0: is resolved
3: <laughs> on every level. Holy shit! <laughs> and that's it. Oh, yeah, that, that's really it. That is it. Oh, that's it for Tenet and
0: RTD. Oh, I feel like we we did them both. I, I, this was a this was a, a good send off, is what I'm trying to say.
3: I don't think we talked about Martha enough.
2: <laughs> I really like Martha. <laughs> talk more about Martha.
3: What about when she walked the earth for a year? What about that she walked the in?
2: earth for a year? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's something we didn't talk about. Tenants' catchphrases. Oh, oh,
0: mm. <laughs> maybe for the best. Alonzi, <laughs> molto bene, molto bene. That, that didn't last very long, though, did it? Mm. Molto bene, avanti. You said that maybe twice as well. Alonzi, they, they were going like, mm, maybe we could just do sort of the continental Europe type thing where that's alien, rights. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well I mean if he'd said something in Japanese we just wouldn't have understood it.
0: Yeah. No. No, not at all is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have enjoyed talking about tenants. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed watching tenants. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I enjoyed piggybacking, hopefully towards fame,
3: <laughs> off, off all tenants' hard work,
0: <laughs>
3: rocking up and drinking
0: every fortnight. <laughs> Super duper ready for Smith, though. We'll oh say that. my god, yeah. So next up, when we reconvene to record something, it will be of the very first Smith episode, the eleventh hour, and thus the the very first Moffat as showrunner episode. AKA. As well
2: the remake of the girl on the fireplace oh yeah
0: oh yeah there are certain similarities Mm. i didn't really think about that
2: Mm.
0: Mm. yeah it's better it's
3: better I know that Moffat is stealing from himself in that regard, but I think it would be good to make a list, or just note as we go, everything Moffat stole from
0: RTD. Oh, I mean, it's
3: possible Moffat was on the writing team to a greater extent than the credits would indicate, but there is a lot. I mean, maybe,
0: maybe we could maybe. make a list and add it to the website. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or...
3: Stay tuned, podcast listeners. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> promising anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, people can follow you on Twitter. I know that, Drew. At Drew back when. Excellent branding You are not on Twitter, Marie? I am not no you are not uh, But please feel free to reach out to Marie By sending an email to whobackwhen at gmail.com And we shall pass it on You can follow me and high-five me online I will high-five you right back I'm at Ponkin You know how to spell that Until the next time Be rad and excellent to each other Oh wait, hang on we, We're going to have a classic Who review as well We said 11th hour for New Who For classic <laughs> Who it's going to be ah, The Curse of Peladon Yeah That's the name Yeah, it's going to be good uh, Pat Troughton's son is in that one As King Peladon.
3: Oh, the guy who was
0: in Midnight. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think he isn't that one anyway. Uh, Okie dokie. That's it. Until the next time, uh, rock on. Be rad and next thing to each other. Ciao, ciao.
1: Bye.
0: Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to And spread the gospel of Who Back When Tell your friends Don't have any friends? No problemo Tell some strangers Like us on Facebook That's facebook.com slash who back when All in one word Are you on Google Plus? Then find us on Google Plus That's plus Who Back When And when you do Tell us why you're on Google Plus Who Back When just got its very own Twitter account No lie So give us a follow You guessed it That's at who back when All in one word Check us out on SoundCloud Vote us up on Reddit Listen to us on Stitcher And head on over to our website WhoBackWhen.com Where you can leave a comment Submit a review of your own And peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more Which increases in kablammos with every episode And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes Not only would it make us super chuffed And it really, really would But as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume Into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks Produced by Who Back When Have a our bonus episode Make no sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or still funny, audio Who review. Chao. Who, that when?